Kevin Thomas, I'm so glad to be here for yet another Saturday, another great day. I I wish the sun were out, but we're still alive, we're still kicking, we're still doing what we have to do, so it's a good day, it's a great day, and I hope you're having a great day here in Rockland County and beyond. Today is a extra special episode of The Good. Uh, Later on, uh, right after our first break, we'll have Sabrina Fala, who is a singer-songwriter, rock musician from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and uh, we'll be talking with her in just a bit. Of course, uh, if you want to uh, talk, if you if you have some good news to share, or or anything really, uh, just give us a call. The number is eight four five four two nine seventeen hundred, and uh, we'll chat for a little bit. Uh, not sure if we're taking calls during Sabrina's interview, but uh, we'll see how things go. Uh, Of course, the main thing that I do on the show is positive and uplifting stories. And uh, uh, this particular one really struck me. Uh, So this happened in upstate New York in uh, Washington County. Casayuna Lake, to be exact. And... uh, Basically, what happened were there were two 10-year-old kids that were out on the lake in kayaks, and one of them fell out. Now, the other child wasn't able to help. Uh, The child who fell in the water reportedly held on to the capsized uh, kayak. Now, he, he couldn't swim. And he couldn't paddle back to shore, but out of nowhere, in came this fisherman. He was just out, enjoying the weather, fishing, and he noticed what was going on. He heard the children yelling, and he came to their aid. And we still don't know who it is. Now... According to the uh, sheriff's office up in Washington County, Sergeant Robert Sullivan, uh, he said the unidentified man helped bring the struggling child back to shore and then went back out on the water fishing. Got to get those uh, fish while you can. Now, nobody's been able to identify him. And the uh, family of the boy who fell in the water wanted to reach out to thank him, you know. And uh, 
they're they're asking anyone who has any information on the man to reach out. I guess uh, sometimes you don't need thanks, you know. So kudos to this anonymous person for saving the life of a kid, a 10-year-old kid, out on the waters of Cusayuna Lake in Washington County, New York. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it just struck me not only that he saved them, but that he didn't even stick around to share his name or anything, you know. He just did the right thing. So kudos to him, no doubt about that. Uh, now, next story I want to talk about involves the Long Island Railroad. Uh, now, Long I Assistant Long Island Railroad Conductor Jonathan Yellowday found a bag, a plastic bag, holding $107,000 worth of jewelry. He found it on the train. Now, he had been working on the 611 train from Manhattan to Port Washington when he discovered the bag, which held a tray of 36 expensive engagement rings. So he got on the next train to Penn Station and gave the valuables to MTA police. Now, the, uh, the rings were accidentally left behind by Midtown jeweler Ed Eliason, who took the train into the city to retrieve his rings and give Yellowday a hug. Yellowday said, I can only imagine what you were going through yesterday when you realized that you didn't have your jewelry. You know when you get on the 611, you're in good hands. Now, uh, now Jonathan Yellowday has been working uh, with Long Island Railroad for seven years. Uh, they, the MTA officials were also on hand to celebrate the honest conductor and thank him for not derailing dozens of marriages. Uh, LIRR President Phil Eng said, not only did you find and return these 36 rings, but just think about the happiness of 36 couples down the road that will be joined together in happiness, and they'll have a story to tell. So kudos to Jonathan Yellowday, for doing the right thing. It's not always easy to find the people that will do the right thing. They're out there for sure, but it's not always easy. So it's definitely a great story right there. Now, I want to talk about... Now, now we're, we're going to talk to a musician from Canada... I want to talk about Ontario. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about nine-year-old Hannah Fatima. And uh, what happened to her was basically, let's see, back in, in, in March of last year, about two days before Ontario's first lockdown, uh, Hannah Fatima and her father, Tariq Syed, we're in the grocery store. 
uh, trying to stock up on toilet paper and other necessities. Now, yeah, we, we were all uh, stocking up on stuff, weren't we? Uh, now, uh, now, Tariq said that he was panic shopping, to be honest. He said, naturally, I focused on me and trying to get my list as quickly as possible. Now, he remembers some people having difficulty... And uh, it it wasn't something that he was really paying attention to until Hannah noticed an elderly woman in the checkout lane struggling with her groceries. And she says, it made me think of my grandparents. So she pointed the woman out to her father and the two offered to help carry her purchases to her car. Now, that that's a really awesome thing to do especially when you're out trying to do for yourself. Now, uh, she, Hannah realized that the woman was really happy with, with receiving the help. And so when Hannah and Tariq got home, they decided they wanted to help more seniors. So together they launched the Good Neighbor Project, a volunteer delivery network that connects available able-bodied individuals with people in need. So the way it works is simple. Someone posts a call-out looking for a volunteer to run an errand or make a delivery. Group members who are willing to take on the task sign up in the, in the comments. And next thing you know, we have community organized assistance for people in need. So far, more than 6,000 volunteers have contributed over 22,700 hours and have helped over 8,600 isolated seniors, persons with disabilities, and other vulnerable people. Now, Tariq says uh, it's just a network of good hearted Canadians who came together to help the community during unprecedented times. And Hannah, now remember, she's nine years old, too, so it's pretty awesome to see this. But she, she says, when I saw the elderly person, I thought that was my opportunity to go and help somebody because whenever you get a chance to be helpful and kind... You just go and do without thinking about it. Everybody should do that. Now, it's it's pretty amazing. A anytime I read these stories about about kids, you really think about this. Whenever we see stories about uh, ignorant acts or. Uh, uh, stories about hate or anything like that it doesn't usually come from kids you know that's something that has to be taught to them but they come in pure they come in innocent and they they think of things like Hana Fatima thought you know so I just think it's it's it gives me hope for the future just to know that there are young people out there that are thinking about their community and thinking about uh, even in instances where 
so much is going on in our world, they can think of ways to give back to their community, and I, I just think that's awesome. I really do. But uh, kudos to Hana Fatima and Tariq Syed in Ontario for looking out for seniors, people with disabilities, and so many others in their community. Now, uh, again, if you want to uh, chat for a little bit before the interview, uh, the number is 845-429-1700. That's 845-429-1700. And uh, we'll, we'll chat. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always looking for good stories. So feel free. I mean, if you've got any really awesome stories to tell or great news that has happened in your life, feel free to call in and uh, share it with us. Because we'd like to rejoice in what God has done for you out there in the world. Now, uh, it's 48 degrees here in Garnerville. And uh, what? We've, we've got a phone call. Let's, let's see what we got here. You're on with Kevin Thomas and The Good. How are you today? Hi, it's Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, hold tight, and uh, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll play one of your songs, and then uh, we'll get right to it, okay? Okay. All right. So that's Sabrina, and uh, we're, uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and take the break right now, and uh, you'll get to hear some of what Sabrina Fala does with her music. It's great music and uh, uh, stay tuned because I think this is going to be really awesome. You're listening to The Good with Kevin Thomas. We'll be back in just a moment.
my friends, is the sound of rock and roll right there. Now that is Sabrina Fala, who is nice enough to join us here on The Good with Kevin Thomas. Sabrina, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, not, not, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I've got to ask this question first because uh, one of the hosts... Uh, for another one of the shows that we do here on the station, uh, uh, Pete Clemente hosts the Pete Clemental Show, and uh, he wants to know: Are you right. are you an Oilers fan? Um, what? Who, who are the Oilers? The Edmonton Oilers. Um, I I'm not I, I don't I'm not really into sports. Okay. So I don't even follow the the hockey team in Canada. So <laughs> okay, uh, nothing oh wrong God. with that. Nothing yeah, wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I I want to first ask you now. You've uh, it's been since what uh, 2011 since you released your first self-titled EP. What? What first got you into music in the first place? Like, when when did you actually start? Well, I feel I was born into it. And, and um, I'm very passionate. So when I was writing short stories and poetry in, uh, around grade four, that led me to uh, grabbing my, my, my first guitar. And then I started learning guitar to perform on stage and then I went from there now now your voice it's a beautiful voice it's a powerful voice did did you ever receive vocal training or, or or was that just something that naturally came out when I first started I had I didn't even know if there was even such thing as vocal training <laughs> But then as I got more into it, I, I'm like, okay, I might need it. So, yes, I actually worked with Elaine Overholt okay. um, in Toronto. Uh, she's worked with a lot of fine artists and up-and-coming. So I got I, – actually, my grandma <laughs> saw her on TV and told me about it. So, I, so my mom obviously called her, and I went in and – sang for her, and she took me under her wing. So, but right now, I've, I've learned so much from it that I didn't need to go there anymore. Right. But because, you know, at some point, you, you, you don't need to go back unless you're having vocal problems. Right. So right. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to go every week to learn more and more technique. But, yes, uh, you should get vocal training if you're going to sing a lot in the industry. <laughs> Yeah. Now, is it is it more like uh, breath control or, or like what exactly do you do in the vocal training? Um, okay. You have to sing from diaphragm. And it's very, it's very interesting because Elaine would try to get me to bear down, like bend my, my knees to like push on the ground to help me go up my upper register and not bringing your chin up. You have to keep your chin down. You don't want to stretch the neck. And then uh, dro- dropping the jaw and having a little scrunch 
like a rock singer does. So all those techniques and, of course, there's vocal vowels you work on and vocal warm-ups, and it's going to sound weird if I do it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it helps to loosen the vocal cords and warms it up. And then after a show, you would do a certain one to bring the vocals back down after a hard work, just to make it feel relaxed and rested. <laughs> Wow, it, 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 I, I've I've never I've never gotten vocal training, but uh, I I want to now. Just just to, well, to have the proper technique. Well, if you go online and write, if you go online and write Elaine Overholt, she has some of her lessons on YouTube, and you can okay. see how she uh, she uh, teaches. Yeah. Now I, I want to ask you now. Now you're are you originally from Ottawa? Yes. Yeah. What? Uh, what is the Ottawa music scene like? Because I've been to Toronto before. I've I've been to uh, Kitchener before. Yes. Uh, Toronto is bigger. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Toronto too. Um, Ottawa, Ottawa is amazing. But now we're in this pandemic thing. I don't know what's going to still be around after the pandemic. But um, but I I went to the bars and the venues and the open mics. I did a I did open mics every night here, so uh, and the festivals, the uh, Blues Fest, West Fest, Ottawa Tour Festival, which are during the summer and uh, yeah, so I've done all those festivals. So we have good festivals here. Now, speaking of the pandemic, uh, ha has anything changed for you, or, or has it just been more? about writing and sort of getting the music prepared to release? Um, it actually slowed down my performances because I can't go out. Right. But, uh, but it got me to learn how to do it virtually. I'm not the type of person that likes to sing in front of a camera and pretend there's people in front of me when they're on the net because, you know, you can't see them. So I'm learning to do that. And... Yes, uh, I, I am writing, but I, but I also am doing a lot of sending my music out to stations as well to get played and get interviews. I'm just trying to stay as busy as possible so I don't feel like there's nothing to do. So right. I just try to be positive and I still go out, but I don't like go to malls or anything because I, I don't want to risk it right now going out there thinking everything's okay when it's not, so... Um, and we are still in lockdown as well, so so it's not like <laughs> we can even go do much anyway. Yeah, and and what is the uh, situation up there as far as I, I know? Down here, we've got uh, mass vaccination centers and whatnot. Uh, are 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 there enough vaccines being distributed up there? Um. From what I've heard, I hope I'm not wrong, I think we don't have as many, and that's why they're going by age. Okay. Because they haven't, they haven't reached my age, and I haven't even gotten the vaccine, but my parents have, so, um, yeah, yeah. But um, people are getting vaccinated, but, this, but when, when I went to find out if I can get mine, they didn't have enough to... For, for everybody, so 
it's 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 going a lot slower than we expected. But I've heard that in the states, you get vaccinated pretty fast. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, it, uh, it 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 took a while to catch on, but uh, it seems as if uh, we're we're getting to the point where people are getting vaccinated. I guess the issue now yeah. is uh, some some people are skipping their second dose and uh, mm. not doing it. That's to, uh, not that's not good because you need it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And 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 that's why there's two to be together, but mm, for yeah. sure. Now I, I wanted to ask you that now I I I heard a song like Heart and oh. a beautiful song acoustic. Mm. Now now we just listened to the front line. Yeah. And uh, I want to know what is your writing process really? I mean do you start <laughs> do you start with uh, music first? Do you start with lyrics first? Is it sort of a melding of the two at the same time? Like how does that work for you? Um, I don't have a process because it, lyrics could just pop into my head and then the melody. Sometimes I just grab a guitar, my guitar, and just start strumming and then the lyrics come out. Um, but normally if I'm trying to really like just not just write anything down but just like plan it, I normally think of the theme and then think of what I want to talk about and then I have the melody. But sometimes if something comes out fast, that there is no order. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't follow, a, a, like, a structure when I'm writing. I just write it down, and then later on I fix it up and work on it. But, yeah. But I like to have my guitar with me while I'm writing, so I have the melody to go with it. Right, right. Now, I... Now I noticed uh, when I was looking up uh, information on you that uh, uh, one of your biggest influences is the band Green Day. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I've noticed in some interviews you had the poster up on your wall. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's because when I do the video interviews, I'm right in front of the Green Day posters that that, that fill up my entire bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, um, American Idiot, I believe that was the, the first album that, that, that you really got to listen to. That got me. Um, I, the first time I heard American Idiot, I'm like, that's the sound, that's the feel. I want to be a rock singer. I love it. Yeah, that's the album I always go back to, to, to remember, like, if I'm having a bad day or something. To remember what got me started, you know, like this album. That because you know you can have some down days, but Green Day is the band I go to to help me every day in my life. They make me happy, and uh, and I will never forget what Billy Joe said. If you want to be where I am, all you have to do is work for it, and you can get there. You just have to believe, and I and I agree. It's a lot of work, but you just have to push. Yeah, I w that was one question I was going to ask you. Like, what, <laughs> what, uh, what? It, now you've you've been in the business for a while. You've worked with really awesome producers it, it, during your journey. Uh, what advice would you give to aspiring singers and songwriters and artists 
uh, about the business, that something that you've learned so far? Okay, that, that's a very good question. Don't let people change who you are. Yeah. I've had people in the industry try to change me into pop. And then I told them, yeah, because everybody's pop and it's easy. Well, uh, the, the reason I didn't do it is because if I was singing pop, I wouldn't be enjoying it because it's not me. So I stayed who I am and, and, and I'm here talking to you now. <laughs> so exactly. just don't, just don't like you can take it from them, but don't like think before you accept anything because there is a reason why you started doing what you're doing. But I've learned that it's always okay to say, no, I don't want to do it. Right. It, it, it seems like it's hard, but, it, but eventually you'll, able to say no because in this industry sometimes you have to say no <laughs> to certain things but yeah yeah but that but that's a big one that uh i had to say no to and i'm like and i'm glad i did because i i, I am doing really well in rock and i'm glad i didn't go to pop so yeah no i'd agree i i've been listening to your tunes i mean Especially uh, "Ask" was one that I really liked. Okay. Uh, in fact, asking that, for help. That that one reminded me a lot of Green Day, right there. <laughs> because that is from my first EP, which I did with Stuart X, and the whole the whole inspiration for that album was old school Green Day, like a dookie sounding, like close to like a dookie sound. Yeah. 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 I, I grew up on Dookie. That is one of my yeah. favorite albums. And uh, American Idiot is, is amazing. Just American Idiot is like wow. Like it, it was the like it really did it really did well for them. That album. I mean, it, it's 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 pretty much a whole story from start to finish. It's it's amazing Actually, what they did. I got I got the booklet. Yeah. The. the the, the booklet album, like an actual book. So as you read each page, it's like you're reading a story. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It, 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 it's pretty much a book written as an album. Yeah. Billy wrote, he is so good at songwriting. I would love to write with him because I just want to know where all these ideas are coming from. You know, like... <laughs> I hope that happens because I would love to hear you two on a song. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now I noticed, you know, throughout the years we've had artists like uh, Pat Benatar or Hart. And, yeah. You know, I know Hart had a bit of a, a stint up in Vancouver in the beginning of their career uh, as, as well. Uh uh, Joan Jett. Uh, now, they, in the beginning of their careers, had to face a lot of uh, misogyny and, and, and discrimination and whatnot. Uh, right. Have, have you had to face any of that, it just being, being a female in rock music? That's another good question. Yeah, because for some reason... People like to tell women they can't sing rock. 
which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And it's like, excuse me, are you trying to say that we can do what men can do? Exactly. A lot of women can do what men can do. Exactly. So, yes, and I heard that Joan and Pat went through that in their, in their, on their journey, that the, the, the people said they couldn't sing because they're with women, and that's not true. Us women can rock. <laughs> yes, like, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. No yeah. doubt about that. Now, you got to work with some awesome producers along the way. Uh, what were you able to learn from them, from those experiences? I think you, you worked, you said uh, Stuart Epps was one, uh, Chris Burkett. Uh, Chris Burkett and Kent Wells. Kent, Kent Wells in Nashville, yeah. Uh, what did you take away from, from working with those guys? Oh, they were all great. I would love to work with, with them again. They all got, the best thing about them is they all got to know me first before I went into the studio. So they got to know me as an artist. Um, they made me comfortable too, to, you know, to feel good. So I'm comfortable to start recording. Um, the best thing I would have to say is they, they let me be creative. They didn't take over the, the creativity. So they all asked me, what did I want to sound like? Who, who are my influences? What did I want in my music? And if it was exactly what I wanted, it came out in the production. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, it, it's great to be able to get that kind of uh, support when, when you're trying to be creative, when you're trying to, to put something together that you really care yeah. about. It's great to know that you can be in good hands with the, because not all producers are like that. I mean, there's some that it's their way or the highway, but you know exactly. Especially that producer that I won't mention names that <laughs> yeah. wanted to change me. So right, yeah, and I, and as soon as he wanted to change me, you know what what I did? I walked away. I literally said, "I'm not working with you." Good for you. If if the producer you're working with cannot see what you want to do and doesn't believe in, in what you want to do, walk away. Go right. and find somebody else because then it's going to be a lot less stress on you to try to do something just because somebody thinks that it's good for you because it can always turn out wrong. Like I could do pop and I, I might not even have the same success as I do now. So that's why I, I just went with what I wanted to be and not take the pop, even though I like pop, but that's not what I want to do in music. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you what you create and what you'll listen to are two, two totally different things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I listen to pop all the time, but that's not what I'm trying to create and release. But pop, pop is great, but... I, I like to add some edge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, speaking of edge, I want to I want to <laughs> ask this question because I'm, I'm interested as far as uh, the, the biggest thing in the music business, at least the mainstream is concerned, hip hop music. Now, yes. what do you think about the state of rock music today? 
I think it needs to be heard more. Yeah. Um, the whole pop scene is coming, top 40, that's fine. But if you want rock music, you have to look for it. It's still out there. I think Bon Jovi released a new album. Green Day just released their, their new single. It's still out there, but I, I think they're just quiet recording, and all of them are going to come out again because, you know, everybody is quiet right now. But I think rock and roll is still alive. You just have to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. So uh, before we uh, wrap up uh, today, uh, is there mm-hmm. is there anything else like uh, are, uh, now? Now you said you're writing songs right now. Uh, like uh, your website, am I correct? It's SabrinaFala.com? dot com. Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, as far as your virtual uh, performances. Uh, Will we be able to find that on your website, or is there another site um, that we go to? I post it everywhere, so all of my social media accounts, so Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's all under Sabrina Fowler. And I'm always updating my pages every day, so I'm always active. And you can follow me, I'll follow you back, and yeah, we can chat and <laughs> be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, but yeah, if I have any events coming up like that, I'll post it. But hopefully soon everything can open and I can go back outside and do the shows. But right now we have to be indoors. Yes, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Safety first, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sabrina, I want to thank you for joining me today here on The Good with Kevin Thomas. And uh, uh, I really do wish nothing but the best for you going forward. And uh, Thank you. I mean, it, it's just people. You gotta listen to this music. It's great music, and, uh, and uh, again, thank you very much, Sabrina, for being on thank, with us today. Thank you for having me. No problem, Sabrina Fala, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll be back here on the Good with Kevin Thomas in just a moment. Sitting on this floor tonight Above the broken boulevard Teardrops falling Midnight calling Holding tight to this guitar Can't stop thinking about all the things you did to me Trying to find a melody that doesn't sound like misery This kind of When I needed someone You were never there You had to star in your own show You didn't care About what I wanted 
but I'm finally letting go of the hurt, hurt, it's only a feeling, hurt, hurt, the pain can start to healing in my soul, such a hard ball at a world, no one deserves this Here we are once again on The Good with Kevin Thomas. That was hurt by none other than Sabrina Fowler, and I want to thank her very much for being a part of this show today. Some really good advice for aspiring singers and songwriters out there and uh, some really great music. I mean, she she can rock. She can do the ballads. She she can do it all. So uh, it's uh, SabrinaFala.com, F-A-L-L-A-H. Okay, SabrinaFala.com, and you can follow her on there. Uh, she's got all her social media accounts uh, linked to the website. Uh Wow, this hour goes by fast, doesn't it? Uh, let's talk about Madison Cahoot. Madison Cahoot is a 19-year-old, and recently she moved into a nice apartment in Arkansas. It's uh, Pigott, Arkansas. And she had moved from Oklahoma, so she thought, wow, what a really awesome, awesome place to live. Uh, now, about a week into her time uh, at the apartment, she saw a sign outside of the 10-unit complex that she's in that she hadn't noticed before. And, uh, and uh, sure enough, the 19-year-old Madison Cahoot found out that she had moved into a senior living apartment, a retirement community. Now... She couldn't believe her, her eyes, and she couldn't believe that she actually did it. But uh, uh, she made a connection over the past year through TikTok with a woman by the name of Lori Parker, who describes herself as a preacher's wife, mom, and nana. And they followed each other on TikTok and they eventually built up a rapport. And uh, Lori said that she she felt she had known her for a long time. Now, Madison had left home at 17 after, she, after a childhood, which she said was 
filled with a lot of challenges. Now, uh, she grew up supporting herself, and uh, uh, she said uh, in, in one TikTok video that it had been a long time since she celebrated Thanksgiving with family, so Lori invited her to Arkansas. Uh, now, those plans fell through, but Madison was able to meet up with the Parker family in February. And uh, Madison just fell in love with her family. And uh, and Lori decided to suggest to Madison that she move to Piggott. Now, Piggott is about 100 miles north of Memphis. Uh, so Lori, her husband, Sean, uh, and, uh, and she has, and they have, uh, four children, uh, the oldest being 31 and the youngest being 17 living with them. And, uh, so she suggested that Madison move to Piggott so she can be closer to them. Uh, there, there wasn't a lot of information on apartments in Piggott, so, she finally found a place, signed a month-to-month -month lease, but she had no idea whatsoever that she had moved into a senior living complex. So it, it, she, she said, uh, Madison said, that uh, she, she, uh, the landlord knew that she was 19 but never said anything. <laughs> so she... She moved in. Obviously, they obviously they can't discriminate against renters. So, uh, so she moved in, and uh, sure enough, uh, when the landlord the landlord told her, uh, no one's going to hear anything. Uh, they can't hear really well, so you can play your music whenever you want to. So you know, just interesting because she what she ended up doing was connecting with the residents there at the senior living complex. So after all these years of having uh, no real connection uh, family-wise, she all of a sudden had a much bigger family. So she Madison says it's like having uh, extra sets of grandparents adding that some of them check up on her, invite her over for dinner, and leaves, and even leave snacks at her door. Uh, she connected with one neighbor in particular who had a similar experience growing up. Madison says, it's fun to see how she persevered through her life challenges. We relate a lot, even though she's like 50 years older than I am. So for now, uh, Madison plans on continuing to live at the complex, and she shares her experiences over a TikTok uh, account. And uh, she hopes to write a book someday and would consider writing about what she's learned from her new neighbors. She says, they have a lot of stories that have definitely shaped my heart and have touched my heart, and I think a lot of people would benefit from them. I got lucky enough to be able to hear them all. So it's a story with a twist, you know, but it's it's a beautiful story. And it just goes to show no matter what your age, whether you're young or old, 
or young and younger, or however you want to put it, uh, there's always some way in which we could connect to one another. There's always some way that we can learn from one another. And I'm sure that uh, as far as the residents there, they're probably learning stuff from Madison as well as Madison is learning from them. Uh, so it, it, it's just it's just all about togetherness and it's all about us finding ways to connect to one another and uh, it just makes this place so much better to live in. So folks, we're about to wrap up here on The Good with Kevin Thomas. I want to thank all of you for listening in to the show and uh, we'll be back next Saturday for another edition of The Good with Kevin Thomas. I want to thank Sabrina Fala for joining us and I want to thank you and I hope you have a great weekend. Take care, folks.